Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this week's Birthplace Roundup. Um, we're just going to go over things that happened on campus this last week. Ty, do you want to start? Yeah, so there was a sports and social justice symposium. It was held by Marty Dobrow and the Office of Community and Inclusion and Engagement. There's a lot of ands there, even <laughs> though this is probably one that I accidentally added. They had two guys actually um, come and speak this time. Usually they only have one, but okay. they had a small pregame speech uh, by the name of Terry McConnell about his book, Breaking Through the Lines, about the first NFL player. He also played, like, apparently, like, five sports at, like, the age of 50. He was in the NFL at... 50 f- till 54 no way at when it that's was like crazy. in the 80, that is so like 1918, old uh played track and field in high school you don't play track and field high you i know run you don't play track, you run and track and field <laughs> i i still sometimes say play and i did it myself i understand mm-hmm. but it just mm-hmm. you can play it the infield ones right like what is or, the uh, uh you more compete what compete, is the compete, like so shot put and stuff? Don't you play those? No, no you throw it. Okay, no. okay. Or Never you mind. jump. Throw, jump. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the best way to, to say is you competed in track okay. and field. That's, okay. a, that's, that's the best way to say it. But sometimes sometimes play comes out. You know, yeah, it's hard and to that's avoid. fine. It's, it's fine. As long as you correct yourself. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like. thank you, Carly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he played all these sports, and he was it very early on. It was, you Played most of his sports in the early 20th century. Um, but he doesn't get talked about a lot because, you know, the NFL, for the most part, at the beginning of it, was relatively integrated. Um, clearly not as much as it is now, and clearly there was still ways to go. Um, in the 1920s, of course, segregation was very much um, still a thing. Jim Crow laws, I don't think, were repealed even while he was playing. Um, wow. When he went to college, he wasn't allowed to stay in the dorms because oh it was segregated. Uh, so there was a lot of interesting stuff with um, with that. There's a story coming out this week um, regarding the whole thing with Terry McConnell. It will probably also be a secondary story about uh, the, the speaker after Terry, which was Aaron Kelton, uh, who's a Springfield College graduate, currently the head coach at Savannah State University. He just got that job this week. Wow. Um, and he's he's a uh, a great guy. They had a small conversation with our professor for COSJ, Marty Dobrow, about just the position of the black coach in social justice, just because of the fact that in most professional sports, it seems that the percentage of white coaches to black coaches is very it's it's very different. Um. It goes for from women's sports to men's sports to professional to college. There's just a very big gap um, between w- the percentage of black coaches to the percentage of white coaches. And, you know, when you look at leagues like the NBA and the NFL, the NFL, I believe, is 70% black. So Players? Yeah, black players. So And then you only have about, on one hand, you could count the – head coaches that are black. Oh, that's so it, it's it's something that is a, a lot talked about a lot, especially with there was a court case 
regarding Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins where he sued his former team because of he felt like he was getting unjust practice. He also he, sued two other teams that he felt had unjust practice when they brought him in for interviews. He was a player? No, 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 he was a coach. Okay. Yeah, so they uh, there's something in the NFL called the Rooney Rule. Okay. Where basically whenever a, a team is going through a head coaching process, the Rooney Rule states that you have to bring in a black coach. You, you have, you to, have interview to. A black coach. You have to interview a black yeah. coach. Oh, um, it at could least be, interview. Yeah, you have yeah. to at least bring them in an interview. And it's supposed to be like, okay, you're at least giving them an opportunity. But most of the time, it's more you're bringing in somebody just to bring in somebody yeah. than it is you're bringing somebody in to see, okay, is this actually a possibility for our team? And that was part of the reason for the lawsuit and a big part of the reason for the conversation today. And Aaron's a great guy. I had the chance to talk to him at the symposium. He just he talked a lot about just, you know, the way to start it is, of course, at the lower level in these D3 and D2 schools. Um, and he really he, he got into it. That should be on the Springfield College YouTube, the entire symposium, if you want to watch it. And also, there should be a story coming out this week. Awesome. I also think that relates to um, the fact that there are three, I think, head coach positions up for grabs at Springfield College. And I think that's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see, are they going to be hiring BIPOC coaches? And, yeah, they, yeah. He, did, he did actually talk about that because, of course, um, Marty asked the question of, like, can we, we, we probably can do better here. How do we do better here? And the first thing is, of course, you have to find someone who fits the culture of Springfield College. But at the same time, you know, yeah, there is definitely work even to be done here at Springfield College. Yeah, and I know that at Springfield College, you have to have your master's degree to be a coach here. Oh, really? And you have to teach a class. Like, you have yeah. to teach classes. Yeah. Actually, Irene is writing a story about that for PSJ. So that's going to be coming out later in the year. Um, but the Philly team just hired their head, new head coach, Mia Olson. Um, she is white. Um, but she has a lot of experience coaching at the D3 level. Um, I think that she's going to be a great fit. I'm excited to see how the Philadelphia team does. I believe they've only had five head coaches like in program history because so, all of them have been there for so long. So it should be interesting. Um, but she is white, so, I mean, we'll see what the other two positions are yeah, going to be. It, like. it's, a, it's a hard situation because Springfield College, compared to some colleges – tends to keep their coaches for a pretty long time, and they usually are relatively successful. Um, and when you have a coach like Naomi Graves, you're not just going to fire Naomi Graves just because you feel like you need to. You have to wait you, until you they retire. Wait. You have to wait until they retire, or at the very least wait until they feel like, you know, until it's kind of like a mutual ending in a way. So, But in an opportunity like this, when there's so many positions – you know, this is a time where you can start to look at it and start to see, okay, like, can we bring in somebody to kind of fill that role? Yeah, and I think it also is really hard right now because BIPOC coaches know that everyone wants them because they want the representation, so they're going to be asking for more money, and can Springfield provide that salary? And I think that's also, like, a factor um, in this whole decision-making process Um, because they know that they're worth money. They know that people want them, and it's not – thing is there's not that many BIPOC coaches in general and it's like how does Springfield College get them on our campus it's hard when so many colleges are in the same position yeah it's definitely something that you know takes time to to work through and it's it's something that has to stop start from the top but also has to start from the bottom in the student population of course we know that this college is majority white 
um, and getting people not only on those teams to support diversity on those teams, but also getting people on the top where uh, it can allow somebody to have that person. One of the things you talked about is having somebody to go to as a player when you're in uh, when you're a bi person of color. So it's it's an interesting situation. I'm I'm actually very curious how the coach searches turn out in that way, especially with the talks that we had today. Yeah, and the basketball head coach, you know, Brock is leaving. That's going to be a huge position to fill, especially, you know, with the both place of basketball. So they're not going to be taking those interviews lightly. I mean, that's probably going to be a nationwide search. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that's probably the position that everyone's looking at right now at, to fill in that sort of way. And I do think that there's a lot of good candidates that would fill that role, but also, you know, you also still – as if you're the director of athletics, you also still have to worry about the program. Um, so you have to find not only a coach that fills that sort of that sort of role, but also just a, a good coach for your program. Yeah. And that's a it, it's sometimes it's a hard ask, and sometimes it's relatively easy. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see how the college does with that. Yeah. So another big thing that happened on campus this week was a new update to the mask policy. So now professors can individually decide if students have to wear masks in their classrooms, which is a big step um, in the mask game. Um, personally, for me, a lot of my classes are still requiring masks, so not really a huge change in my own life. But um, in the library, you also don't have to wear masks anymore. And, um, I mean, honestly, I feel like people won't really wearing masks in the library in yeah. general. Before. I definitely agree with that. I think I think when people were just kind of sitting by themselves, they didn't really wear it. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, you especially some people would use the excuse like, "Oh, I'm drinking something, I'm eating something." Even though a lot of places you're actually not even allowed to have <laughs> food or drinks, there'd be someone just yeah. Like, in the library, you can't eat food. Or most of, yeah, you most can't. Of the, they have the Starbucks. Spot. Well, most of the spots. So like mostly. I think the third and fourth floor is like completely mm -hmm. oh. banned of food. Yeah. Oh. Unless you're in the unless you're in one of the office spaces or something uh. like that. Yeah. But if you're in anyway. one of if you're near like uh they have, <laughs> they have books and other things that they're worrying about, um, I don't think that you're allowed to have it there. But of course they have like the <laughs> lobby cafe area and I think there's a couple of spots on the second floor where they have vending machines. So yeah. I think people just bring something in as an excuse and yeah. don't wear their mask. Or also just, like, wearing your mask, like, on your chin yeah. or, like, not covering your nose. I feel like I never see people wearing their masks correctly when I do see them wearing them anyways. So, like, it's also that point. Yeah. So do you guys feel like you have to still wear masks in your classes or is it no. optional? I don't I mean, I feel like it kind of depends on – not only like the type of class, but also like, to be honest, the age of your professor. I agree with that. 100%. Uh, just because, just because, like, well, they have more. A lot of the times, they have more to worry about. So you, it's completely understandable for them to be like, "Yeah, we're still going to be wearing masks." Um, and then you know there might be like some of the younger professors that are just like, "Yeah, like, I don't feel like I have much to worry about," and they're probably fully vaccinated, um, to where they're just like, "No, like it's okay. Like we can." start to take off these masks. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but I think this new mask policy is once again showing that we're going back to normal, kind of. Like, a lot of places on campus, you don't really need to wear masks anymore, like, if you're vaccinated. I think the biggest way that I saw it was kind of returning to normal was looking at just the calendars of not only for the college, but, like, clubs and 
sports, all three of those calendars, those are kind of the places where you're seeing, like, what's happening on campus, and they're stacked now. Like, there's stuff going on on campus. Like, I saw Sayuka the other week, Sayuka getting uh, scheduled, all that stuff. I'm, I'm sitting there like, we got things going on here yeah. now. Like, you look at, like, last semester, and I felt like there would be, like, week to week to weeks where you would just have nothing. There would be just nothing on campus. It would be, like, a thrifty Thursday for Cav, <laughs> and then there would be, like, just, I don't know, like a bingo night every other Tuesday, and then that's it. There's yeah. no club events. There's no even, like, there's, like, one speaker on Zoom. They were all on Zoom. Yeah, they were all, all on, on Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> even if, like, even if they were in person, you didn't know or you had to register. Yeah. So it was, like... Say you just figured out about the speaker the day before, you sometimes wouldn't even be able to go to it because you didn't register in time fast enough. So it's like everything's a lot more freer, which is making people go and do more Definitely. things. Yeah, and speaking of Stayuka, Jesse McCarthy is coming to our school, which is honestly kind of funny. Um, I don't know if I even know any music by him, but yeah, Sarah and the Sundays are a very awesome band, and they're opening for him, and... I will be going because I really like them, and they are very good. Yeah, so I think it's $25 for students. I think it's 23 yeah. and 30, 32 for guests. Yeah, I think it depends, like, when you buy the tickets. So, like, the sooner you buy the tickets, it's oh, cheaper. But like, if you buy them, like, later, it's more expensive. Yeah, and you get one guest yes. per student. So, it, But that's still good. No, that, yeah, that's pretty. That's still much more welcoming than they could have been. They could have yeah. said no guests, or they could have... Uh, they could have done something worse. I don't know. I don't know what would have been worse. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, it's pretty much they just wouldn't allow guests. Yeah. Um, this is I, our first Ayuka too, which is very interesting because we're juniors, which is kind of yeah. sad to think about. But like we'll be experiencing, experience, I can't talk, experiencing this for the first time, which is really cool. Yeah. A, yeah. Like they say it's a carnival. I've never uh, You've never been to a carnival? Well, okay. <laughs> well, like, okay. I've been to a carnival, but I haven't been to, like, any, like, sort of Springfield co- Okay, Springfield College like, Carnival. I like, get what you're saying. It's, like, have-to because like have they have, like, those times where they'll have, like, 80 things on the on the Naismith Green. But at the same time, like, what, when have we ever actually, like, had a carnival? Yeah, and this is here? in a weird location, too, right? Isn't it behind the PE complex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in, that, I, in that parking lot? Yeah, yeah, which I also don't think is very big. Is that that's weird? I know it's like kind of decently sized, but like there's probably be no cars in there, obviously. Oh like, yeah, and, for sure. Which is, I've never seen the parking lot with no cars, so it should be interesting. Yeah. They're gonna. Well, I wonder if they'll have usually, like rides. It's usually relatively empty, like at the at night times, because most of it's used by faculty and grad students that are working True. in the PE complex. True. What time does it start? Three. Three thirty. I think it's like three to six. And See, there's that's also what I'm events. It's, it's the, oh, yeah, it's the carnival part that's got me yeah. a little. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really there for the for for Jesse McCarthy. I'm sorry. Who are you there for? I'm not there for Sarah on the Sundays. Either. You're just there for the experience. I, I'm here for the experience, and I'm there for. It starts at five. If, you're, if you're gonna call it a carnival, you're gonna have carnival food. There's you're there for the. There's food food. trucks. There's gonna be food yeah. trucks, and I, like throughout <laughs> the week, there's gonna be a lot of events. <laughs> A lot of food, fun, games. A lot of events. There's a car smashing <laughs> event. What? 
actually, yeah. you li- there's like gonna be a car and you literally can like smash it, take out your anger on the yeah. car. Love that. Yeah, I'm excited. So make sure everyone check out your emails. Yeah, keep looking oh. at Cab. Yes. Right. Or they also sent an email to all students, and I'm assuming faculty as well, with a schedule of events. So if you want an, a more detailed picture of Sayuka, go check your emails. Wow, I'm excited. A car smashing event. That's the, Ty that's, will be there. I, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking about that right now. Do it, Ty. Get it's your anger out in a healthy way. In a healthy way. Yeah. It just reminds me of Rage Rooms. Because it, it probably. It, yeah, just like smashing. I want to smash a window. I want glass to break. Oh, those 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 windows are gonna be gone in the first three people. By That's me, the yeah. first I will thing be the first three goes. people. <laughs> well, like the hood. I'm mean, just gonna car grab. I'm camping not equipment. leaving that car. Gonna gonna <laughs> grab camping equipment the night before. Oh, camping it's on equipment. The, you're gonna hear that it's on the Abbey Green, and you're literally gonna find exactly yeah. what they're you're right. put the line, and you're gonna just be out there. Yeah, just, I'm gonna camp right in front of a, it. A nice little pet. <laughs> and, like it's the there. release of like a new like. <laughs> Shoe or like something like that, yeah. just waiting to just smash. One yeah, to release my anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also another fun event that's happening this week, well this weekend, is vagina monologues. Woohoo! So it's on Thursday. Yeah, well, yeah. It was yesterday, and then Friday and Saturday. So make sure you guys go check that out if you yes. haven't. I'm going on Saturday. I'm very really empowering show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, work. did you go? My roommate's in it. Oh yes, yes. So I do know. That it is very empowering, and I would suggest everyone go see it if you can, because it is awesome. And the t-shirts. They literally say peace, oh love, and vaginas. Uh, the, the biggest thing, yeah. Like Ben and Jerry's. I, yes, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, saw, exactly. I, I, saw the, I saw the t-shirts, and I was like, that is marketing right there. Because that t-shirt was just looks amazing. I'd wear that t-shirt, like, every day. Um, I bought one, and I cropped it, so it's like a crop top now, and I can't wait to wear it. That's what I did last year. Last yes. year, it was like, welcome to Fabulous Vaginas, like Fabulous Las Vegas. Oh, my God. And it was yeah. very funny, and I liked it a lot, so we I need to find one. who designed that t-shirt, because that was like, a, it's like actually a very superb design. Yeah. Maybe we'll have them on the show. Yes. Actually, we are starting a new program on this podcast where we are going to be having clubs on campus come and have chats with us yeah definitely so next week we are planning on having someone from vagina monologues yeah maybe um, we can get to the bottom of the t-shirt yes i, I need to get to the bottom yeah of the t-shirt. Make, keep I'm that gonna, question start, in your mind i'm gonna start having whoever that is by the employed i'm gonna start having him make a bunch of t-shirts how you better buy a t-shirt do you have one buy a t-shirt a what Oh, vagina the, monologues. The vagina oh, they sell them? Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought those were staff t-shirts. No, no. they're $10. They're $10? Yeah. Oof. That's the bank account. That's uh, not that <laughs> much for a t-shirt. A $10 t-shirt? Hey, no, 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 no. $10 is, is not a lot. It's just... It's, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, but anyways, hopefully we can get someone on here to answer our questions about the vagina monologues. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, so I guess some last-minute things before we wrap Speed up. Speed round. Um, so the men's volleyball team, they finished off their season 26-1. and one. They actually played Sacred Heart recently, which is a Division One program, Heck and yeah. they beat them. So now they're waiting for the selection show on Monday. Um, I mean, there's probably a pretty good chance that they're going to go back to the national championship. I mean, they're, like, they're really good. They're, they're just, they're different. Every every game I watch, it's just different. It's They're just, just built different. Yeah, like, built different. And and like you look at just them, just like walk in, and then you look at the team across, and you're just like, you already know. <laughs> it's like okay. 
It's like you already know who's winning this match before yeah. it even starts. Yeah, I, I remember uh, they had the weekend that we host every single year. Um, I'm, I, the name gone, gone in my head immediately. But they they host it every year, and just you, you see like the four teams walk in, one of them's from the three other teams, and it's just like you look at the other three teams, they could be ranked number two, and you're just looking at your team, and you're like, you got confidence every single time that they're just they're just gonna take it home, like. We definitely are very blessed to have a very good volleyball team. Yeah. And they make volleyball exciting, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that last year, like, they they had so many COVID issues that they didn't get to go and play the national championship. So now it's like they have that in the back of their minds, and they want to win. They want to add another trophy definitely. to that trophy case. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. I wish I went to more games, though. Honestly, I did not go to my volleyball games. But I did play volleyball for my PAC. So. <laughs> I guess I know how to play now. I'll do that next semester because I heard that's a great time. I plan to uh, spike the ball straight onto the head of one of our board members, Dean Costello, while I'm doing that. Um, Spiking the ball is really hard. Like, I can't – they just do it so easily. It's just, you know, the thing about spiking is you have to have the right timing when you get to the top of your jump in order to spike down. And that (laughs) takes a long time to do. But when you're tall (laughs) and not – 5'8", like my man Nico. What's wrong with being 5'8"? Nothing's wrong with being 5'8", but... I'm 5'8". <laughs> nothing's wrong with being 5'8". Okay, before I, yeah. before I say anything, before I say anything, I would trade to be 6'1 right now because let's just say being tall is... What? He's close. Oh, okay, Nico's, Nico's... I don't know about that. Nico's closer to 5'9", according to him. It's Someone it's okay. get a tape measure. I'd Someone, like to see. Closer to 5'9", he says. Uh, either way, <laughs> it's a little bit harder to spike the ball when you can't get above the when net. When you're little. When you can't get above the net. I mean, that's true. He's got to figure it. we got to figure it out. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see it. Yeah, we'll... I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. This re- I think Nico's upset, but Nico, he's a lot of upset. Nico's upset in the studio. He's yeah. upset. You know, it's like me and Ty, we still have to race each other before we graduate. Oh, Ooh, I'd a, like to see that's that. That's a freshman feud right there. That's I mean, we still feud. talk about it all the time. And we're going to bring it into senior year, I guess. We that's have to do it before we graduate. <sighs> yeah. Yes. See, Get like, it shaped down, Ty. I'm not, not, as, like I'm not, not as cocky as I was freshman year, though. Freshman year, I was, I was cocky. I'm not going to lie. Freshman <laughs> year, I was a cocky little boy. I can't say that. Um, I'm like, I was, I was very, very cocky. So, like, I was like... No chance you can beat me freshman year. That sophomore year, I was like, if we race right now, she would have beat me. Now, now I'm like. Now we both don't run. Now so. we both we both I don't run. Join. We're both like semi in shape. I'm sure you run just for fun. Oh, I'm gonna get to it again. Yeah, I go out and play basketball and stuff to stay in shape, but at oh, the same yeah. time, you're really balling up. I've been okay. Tie the ball. Everybody, everybody looks at me. It's just like, hey, you play basketball, and now I say yes, and they get surprised. Right? We're getting surprised <laughs> now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think we're getting a little sidetracked from the news. Yeah, sorry. But I think that was pretty much everything that we want to talk about this week for news. So yeah, wow. Back from break, roundup went swimmingly. 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 Yeah. Interesting war choice, though. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying it out. <laughs> But we will see you guys next week for Both Plays Roundup, hopefully with a Vagina Monologues guest. Fingers crossed. Yes, so see you guys next week. See you around. See you around campus. Are you guys waiting for me to say bye, too? Yeah, I am. Okay, bye.